0: In this second edition of Counselor's Corner, Chelsea talks with more of the
1: counselors about Camp Wild.
2: Hi there, Chelsea O'Brien from the Clarkston Family Farm. I am here with some of my favorite people. We are doing another Um, recording of the Counselor's Corner. This is my new favorite segment. Um, We're here with counselors that have helped out with Camp Wild, with our uh, Garden Club program, and a lot of different events we have here at the farm. Allison's back! Yay, Allison! (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you're able to come and um, share with us a little bit more about your experiences at the farm. And um, sitting next to you is uh, Chase. Chase, welcome!
0: Well, I'm Chase, and I've been introduced to the farm uh, through my friend Allison. We go back a long time, and I, uh, since I've been here, it's been a lot of fun. Becoming a counselor, getting to know all the fr- knowing all the kids, making new friends on the way, and putting in some extra help just to make sure the farm's best it could be. Yeah,
2: I, uh, I, I'm so blessed, frankly, with the amount of people that have helped out with the farm along the way. Most especially has been teenagers. I, you know, Chase is here, his uh, brother Gus is sitting right next to me. Let's introduce Gus for a minute. And I like how Chase um, connected right away, like, you know, how he uh, got connected with the farm. Share a little bit about who you are and how you got on board.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm Gus and um, Chase my brother, so he kind of got me on board. I was kind of a little iffy on coming here. Oh yeah. But then
2: he's, he's doing it, and then yeah, the huh?
1: bassinas are doing it. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just try it out. And I just had a lot of fun, and I I really wish. I can just keep doing it from now.
2: Oh, I'm so glad, Gus. So everybody's doing it. I better give it a try. There must be something here, right? (laughs) Okay, that's fun. And so this is kind of a family affair. We've got uh, Chase and Gus, and we've got Evelyn here joining us today. And Evelyn is Allison's younger sister. Allison, um, I know that's probably your connection to the farm, but I think um, you came uh, quite a few times without big sister Mm -hmm. and have been just an integral part of our team um do you want to share anything else about your connection to the farm well I well as
3: Allison said we also live on a farm and I really enjoy having the kids like get the same experience as I did as a young kid it's really great to have that experience to be able to go outside into your backyard or go into camp and just spend all day outside playing and having fun
2: I love it so that's the kind of energy and mentorship and inspiration I think that you guys give to our um, young people that come to our programs so Garden Club we work with kids as young as four and honestly we had Quite a few sibling exceptions. I'm gonna put that in quotations. Well, we always um, offer our camp programs and our after school programs, and we'll say it's ideally suited for five to 12 years old, but we are willing to make exceptions for our siblings. Um, it seems like more and more we're having kids that are like almost four, you know, four and a half. These are really young learners. And on one hand, my gosh, I love the enthusiasm that just like they're willing to try, frankly, anything, right? But they also have um, more needs. They, they need to be worked within small groups. And that's one of the things that having you guys there with myself and my other co-teachers is really helpful because we can divide which is exactly what we do so little background if you didn't happen to catch our first counselor's corner podcast we do have a week-long program it's generally from 9 to 12 we do offer one week where it's an all-day program and we'll have anywhere between 20 and sometimes even 30 students so if you want to do great nature-based education hands-on activities You can't do it with 30 kids at once. You really wanna make sure that they have an opportunity to do the things themselves and not have it be, I'm gonna watch Mrs. O'Brien do this fun activity, but I can't do it myself because there's too many of us. So we have to make our groups smaller and you guys allow us to do that. So we usually split up into three um, age-related groups and um, myself and my two co-teachers will each be team leaders for that. But then we have a counselor that sticks with that group as well. And it's because of you guys that we are able to make sure that even our youngest learners have just a really safe, wonderful fun exciting and i think really valuable and impactful week so um let's start with some specific examples so that's kind of an overview of camp and kind of how we organize the structures so we'll work with kids almost like a one to four ratio sometimes which is really ideal again if you're working with kids that are four and five and six years old Um, We talked at our last podcast about kind of the format of Camp Wild. Um, One of the themes I think that people most enjoy is the forest theme. And I'm looking over at Chase because not only do you guys allow us to work in small groups, you provide so much wonderful mentorship for these kids, but you also have amazing ideas of activities that we can do. So we do our two I likes and an I wish and we think about, okay, how is our day going to be tomorrow? And these are the activities that we've done in the past and these are the ones that the kids have liked. But what do you think? Are there some things that you would like to do? And Chase, I'm going to turn the uh, microphone over to you because you had some really fun ideas that we implemented and that we're going to do now every year. So talk a little bit about those.
0: Well, first of all, uh, I love that day. We build forts and have a lot of fun in the woods. And when I was in fourth grade we always had this one thing uh, it was kind of a tradition that we always spray painted leaves on t-shirts and then we'd peel off the leaves and rocks and it would make a cool camouflage pattern. So I thought well if we're gonna play games in the woods and uh, build forts in the woods, the best way you can do it is with a camouflage t-shirt. So we would spray paint the t-shirts and let them out to dry, and then the next day the kids can wear them to play games, and it was a lot of fun.
2: And last summer was the first summer, and I've been doing outdoor education for, I'm going to age myself, but decades. (laughs) And that is the first time we've ever done that activity, and we will now be doing that every summer. Oh, my gosh, the kids absolutely loved it. Honestly, I think it was better than tie-dye. And we used um, you know, colors that would actually blend in, and it was a nice tie-in to, you know, I've always got to put my teacher hat on. I'm like, ooh, sneaky science. We can talk about camouflage, and how do animals use camouflage, and what colors might blend into you know, different forest themes. Um, I love that. I thought that that was just a win-win. And I'm trying to think of um, another one. Didn't we do a chicken um, relay? Whose idea was that? Do you guys remember? We're like, oh, we need to do a chicken relay. That was another camp counselor inspired idea. That was Chase's too. Everybody's pointing to Chase. <laughs> maybe it was. I don't remember let's, that. <laughs> let's, You're just so full of ideas. You're like, I don't know, probably. no. <laughs> um, so let's go on to another, like, maybe I like or a favorite activity or game. We do a lot of art. And we always do a lot of music. So maybe there was something that, I guess we can go to you, Evelyn. Is there something um, in camp? And it doesn't have to be our fantastic forest themes. It could be just maybe a particular activity that you really like.
3: Well, one thing I really liked helping with was I liked helping naturalist Nancy on Meadow Day. I actually got to help with the butterflies. Right. And last summer we actually got to see butterflies hatching, and it was a very special experience, and all the kids were going crazy over seeing like the butterflies coming out of the cocoons and seeing their wings dry off. and
2: so the word is "e-close." That's the, the fancy word for when it emerges from the chrysalis. And it is a special, almost like magical experience because, you know, it's it's a long process when it goes into chrysalis. And then you have to like, you know, wait for the metamorphosis to happen. But that e-closure, when it actually emerges from the chrysalis, is like three minutes. And how often do you actually get to see that one moment and you almost never see that like in real time right you just Mm -hmm. oh wait I guess it ta-da there's a butterfly but you don't see it happen we had to see it happen and you're right I I think the kids were just like in awe
3: and you were I
2: think I remember you were not you holding like yeah
3: I had one of the butterflies on my finger as there were a couple Um, chrysalises that were actually hatching and I had one of them that had hatched on my finger and then the kids were watching the other ones hatch
2: Well, another thing that we're really fortunate in with um, the programs that we do is we bring in experts. And um, we have an expert that we work with her name is Debbie Jackson. And she's mm-hmm. been with monarch watch for many, many years. And she comes out as a special guest or, you know, our monarch butterfly expert, and she brings all of these chrysalises and um, that ties in nicely with our meadow theme. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you reminded me of that. That is something that's really special. And we're like, Oh, my gosh, okay, you don't stop the it's a closing right now um gus do you have something that you were thinking of that was maybe one of your favorite activities or a favorite day something
1: from i I honestly like the entire week all around because i like just hanging out with the kids and i feel like just like how i i I really connect with kids and like i like how they are fascinated by the things we learn and plus the things we see like when we go down the wetlands how they're like oh there's a frog i'm like you know what kind of frog that is like no I'm like me neither so then
2: (laughs) so then that's okay though right yeah we've got all these charts we've got all these books we've got these ways that's always something that I do talk with my teachers and counselors about you don't have to be an expert you don't have to know the answers to all these things the best way is to approach it with a sense of wonder and then if they ask you like Well, I don't know, Gus, I mean, clearly you know everything. Oh, my God, these kids just loved you. (laughs) But they, you know, adore you, and they think that clearly you would know, you know, the answer to any question that they might ask. It's okay to not know the answer, then you find it out together, right? So did you ever find out what that frog was? Um... Was it a leopard frog?
1: It was most likely a leopard frog, probably.
2: <laughs> but so, Gus, you're a big fisherman too, though. So yes. You you do have um, an intimate knowledge of ponds and wetlands, and that was something I think that you brought to the table. The kids really, I think, um, wanted to learn more about you know some of your fishing experience and the bass that you caught, and I thought that that was really cool because being outside in nature and doing these kind of things is cool, and I think more kids um, if they're interacting with people like you are going to be inspired to do more of those activities so it sounds like wetlands was one of your favorite days though yeah it was but overall you just really like the connections that you have with the kids Mm -hmm. i have a picture of you with no less than like six kids somehow on your body like one on your shoulders one (laughs) in either arm one on your lap one couple on your back (laughs) everybody loved gus um let's go to allison I have a lot of favorite
4: parts of the whole week, but something that's particularly sticking out, I'm not really sure why, but one of the d- on Meadow on the Meadow day, we went and just caught bugs and uh, tried to catch butterflies, there weren't really any butterflies out that day for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably because we were one of the last groups, so um, the other groups had likely um, scared some <laughs> of them away. <laughs> um, but it was just really fun cuz the kids kind of just were running around in the big open meadow area and running and trying to catch any bugs and occasionally you just hear I found one! Everybody would just run over and try to and go see what that person had found and it was just it was really it was really fun to just be there with them and have that energy um, to run around and try to catch the bugs and go down to the pond and see the difference between the butterflies and the dragonflies and damselflies there versus the ones and the little beetles and things that were up by the, just in the grassy areas. And I think the kids kind of picked up on some things like that, but also just had a lot of fun. And so that's one activity that's
2: really sticking out in my mind. I love it, Allison. So, and I mentioned this in, in, you know, earlier conversations too, but yes, it's great when the kids get the teaching outcome or whatever objective that we had for that particular lesson. We do want our Camp Wild experience to be rich in learning and science, you know, especially, although we do a lot of art and music um, also. At the bare minimum, though, if all that we accomplish in the week with our kids is that they are not on their phones, that they are outside that they are, like you say, just running around and getting excited and being, you know, just that sense of wonder. With nature, the simplest things, you do not have to go to the zoo or Costa Rica or these exotic places in the jungle to experience nature and the wonders of nature. It can be in your backyard. We just aren't doing it, you know, our... um, Our kids are just not either allowed the time or the freedom or are interested in getting outside and doing those simple things. Camp Wild gives those um, experiences. Uh, It just allows the framework for those experiences to happen. And you guys make those experiences fun and cool so we're about at that 15 minute mark and i'm always just like oh my gosh how has 15 minutes already gone by so fast I would love to finish with an I wish for me. We're always looking to improve our programs. Um, At the end of every day, we would do our two I likes and an I wish, and I hope you know that I take those things very seriously. Your opinions, your constructive criticism, your ideas, we write down and we implement, and they've made our programs better. It's why they're as successful as they are. Um, just pipe in if you have an I wish for me. We'll make sure we finish with each one of you. But if you've got one that you're thinking of, Chase.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, if I could really think of an I wish, it wouldn't even be kind of for the Clarkson Family Farm. It'd almost be to multiply them because I wish there was more communities because I live in Oxford and there's more. There's not a Clarks. There's not an Oxford Family Farm where I live. So Maybe there should be. <laughs> yeah, there should be more community things that should be there and I feel like especially in more city like environments they should be more nature and because some kids don't go outside as often as they should and be more active sports are great but if you're going outside and running around that you can have just as much fun doing the same thing
2: oh my gosh I love that and I have said with um the our board you know we have a, a a board for my nonprofit. And we always talk about scaling up, scaling up. How can we have a a school garden at every school? How could we create more opportunities for kids to learn and grow outside in every community? And who knows, you know, the Clarkson Family Farm might have a Clarkson Family Farm 2.0 and we're gonna move by you. (laughs) Um, I hope that we can expand. It's a wonderful I wish. Thank you. Anybody else have one that's kind of um, sitting in their mind?
1: I mean, I have an I wish, I wish I could be there more. Yeah? Because I really just enjoy being there. Just the community's great, and especially all the kids. Again, like, they're just great, and I just love just being with them because they kind of just make me feel like I'm actually doing something and helping these kids. You are. And plus it kind of makes me feel like I'm a kid again too because I like hanging out with them.
2: Oh, that is fun. Okay, can I let you in on a little secret? One of the reasons I love teaching is I get to play. I'm like, oh, puppets? What can we do with puppets? What? Are we going to do a song today? Yay, let's do a song and let's read some stories. And it's fun to allow yourself that freedom to play. Guess terrific, I wish. I love it. Evelyn, do you have one?
3: Um, I guess I just wish that... Um, we did it more during the fall too. And, Mm. and during, even if we could do something during the winter, if we could like go out in our snow pants and jackets, if there's snow out in the ground and try to do something then, because I really enjoy doing it. And I think doing it all year round would be a really great thing to be able to do. Yeah.
2: Camp program all year round. Well, I'm going to think about that. I know that um, we've been trying to work more and more with um, kids that are homeschooled, and there's a real opportunity there, I think, to um, add some you know enrichment programs in that capacity. Um, we do have a winter garden club, and we do a lot of fun things outside, and you're right, it is such a cool dynamic to be looking for tracks in the snow. Mm-hmm. thinking about my migratory birds you know there there is a lot of unique aspects the snowy owl is coming back you know this is the time that you can start um, looking for that so you're right it's a it's a different um, experience different seasons that's a great suggestion I'll have to think about how to implement that thank you Evelyn all right let's finish up with you Allison
4: Well, I think what I said last time still stands, but I'm going to piggyback off of what Gus and Evelyn both said, and I guess Chase too. I really hope that we can expand this. Um, I think it's a really important mission, and I love what we do as the Clarkson Family Farm, and I honestly just, I love to be there so much. And so I really wish that I could be there more, um, be with the kids and with the counselors more often, just because I just love being in that environment and the energy that we have. It's great.
2: Okay, if this was videotaping right now, I'd have like a little bit cheers and mice. I have to say, this is just truly a dream come true. And you guys um, have made it just alive and powerful, impactful, and super fly fun. It's so fun. And I'm glad that you want to keep coming back and you want to do more. Um, I just had a brainstorm. We should have an overnight camp. <gasps> that would be Amazing. That would be actually really fun. Chase is shaking his head. We should totally that so do that. Then we could That's do like a whole nocturnal yeah. walk with yeah. flashlights <laughs> and we could see. Oh my gosh. All right. So I should have brought my uh, paper and pencil here to write some of these ideas down, but we'll recap for sure. We're uh, right about at that time. Oh, let's finish with the One, two, three. See, see it. it.